You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080 The Fan. Happy Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome into Sports Sunday. Rashad, very, very wooey today. He's wearing his Ric Flair woo shirt. I I am wearing the, yeah. He wooed with the open. That's a tight open. That's a great song. It is a tight open. That's all Joe right there. Right? Oh, was that mean? Did oh, I make was, that open? I, I, well, no, Joe's going to make me open. I was going to give you the credit, Joe. You should have taken it. It was my it from idea me. for the song, just so we're, yes, just so we're clear. Uh, but. No, because I came on this show uh, in 2020. Mm. And That's it been... looks like that open was made in 2019. I do. Wow, I think I made that open. Since yeah. we did that? Yeah. That's crazy. It was. I feel like it was I COVID, just last well, COVID year. COVID disappeared, you know? Oh, That that's whole right. two years was just like non existent. Man, it felt like it was just last year that we were like, man, we got to change the intro. Like, it's been like, <laughs> it was at three that years point, it's been like five years. Yeah. Like, it, we need to change the intro. It turned down for what was. Oh, was, that's right. That was the opening song. Yeah, that Boy, was, that talk was about nostalgia. Opening. Yeah, right. Because that song was like really popular when our show started. I remember it being... Um, maybe, All the kids will love it. Maybe you don't consider it popular when it started. I heard it everywhere. No, turn down for what was it was, especially like in the club, you knew when you heard those first little <laughs> drums or whatever, it's like, oh, here we go. You know, this song is about... It's corny. It's corny as hell. I mean, the lyrics are so, literally just turned down for yeah, what? I, don't, I was going to say, I think it's like a four-minute song, and I don't think anybody has a verse. I think, it, yeah, he just says turn down for what? And like then it goes kind of techno-y at a yeah. point, but, man, that song goes. It's the perfect college party song. It is. Right? You know what I'm it saying? It is one of those classic Absolutely. college like, party songs. When I was in college, the song that came out, I'll never forget this, and the first time I ever heard it was at U of O, and I went to Western Oregon, right? So uh, go visit some buddies of mine guy named Adrian Staley who's doing some amazing things and everything like that right now. I think he works for the NBA at this point, was working for Nike and the players. Either way, go visit him and my guy Tremaine who also works for Nike and is like a big wig now. So go to go down there and visit them. Never heard this song before and all of a sudden uh, we're in this big parking garage and they played uh, to the window, to the wall, to the sweat drop down. You know, we know yeah. the song. Yeah. Never heard that before in my life. And I saw how everybody went crazy. and was like, oh, yeah, this song is tight. And then from till this day, that's that's one of the songs. That and Back That Ass Up by Juvenile. 
if you play one of those songs, especially in, uh, I'll be honest, in a, in a black setting, in a black club or something like that, you play one of those two songs, as old as they may be, you're going to get a response on the dance floor. It's just one of those things, man. Yeah. That's the, a, that was the perfect party song for us. The thing for me is I didn't remember the names of the songs. I found a, an article for uh, called Your Typical 2011 College Party Playlist. Mm-hmm. That was my senior year. And uh, Shots by LMFAO was number two. Shot, shot, I remember shot, that shot. being Again, the, my stupid senior year. song. So stupid. But when it plays, what do you got to do? Got to take shots, you gotta right? Go. It's a party song. And then I also remember, uh, I don't know if it was my senior year or not, but it was Tonight's Gonna Be a Good Night by Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas. That one was a big popular college song when I was there as well. Hated that song. Oh, I loved it. it was a... It was good. Because it's I, good, like, if you're at the party and it's starting and you're like, tonight's going to be Do you remember when Black Eyed Peas came out night. with the, let's get it started, and of how course. that just took over That was, like, their the first world. song, right? Yeah, I felt like... Uh, no, yeah, their first song I was, I felt like, like it was called something else, or they said was, something else. It was definitely something else that they, I don't know. think is politically correct, but, yeah. <laughs> and then they changed it. Nah, yeah, they changed it back. But, no, their first song was, uh, uh, that's the joint, that's the jam, turn it up. Play it again. Yeah, that was Black Eyed Peas. It was before they added Fergie. There okay. was a a dark skin uh, girl who was the singer at that point. It was before they added them. But uh, I yeah. guess I only knew them from Fergie on. Shots is warm. Excuse me, shots. Party songs are one of those things that everybody has to be involved in till they're timeless. You know, it's just one of those things. You play this is how we do it right now. No matter how many times you've heard that song, but if you play it at some type of gathering event you get a response from people oh yeah it's just one of those this is how we do it you know and one thing i've been to a pretty diverse guy right have a lot of friends that are not black actually a a fair number of them so i end up going to a lot of weddings one thing i can know man (laughs) this is one of my observations there are two songs i know for sure that are going to be played at a at a white wedding Mm. There are two songs. Black is, songs. One, is one of Black them White songs. Wedding? <laughs> no, uh, more than likely, that's probably going to be coming. You know, you can definitely you're you're going to hear you're going to hear uh, Billy Idol. That's that's you're you're absolutely going to hear that. Um, but there's two songs at at you know weddings that I know are going to be played, especially if not a lot of hip hop is played. Mm, I think I know where you're going with this. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna hear Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going with this. I'm gonna hear. Um, uh, don't stop believing. No, well that, that that's too, the one. But uh, baby got back. Oh, those are two songs that for what I I know right, but for whatever reason, okay. Joe is a DJ for weddings. Have you been asked multiple times to play "Sweet Home Alabama" and "Baby Got Back" at a very white wedding? I would say percentage of weddings that I played one or both those songs, somewhere in the fifty to sixty percent range. See, because Sweet Home Alabama is a little bit more of a regional one. Like, it depends on, I think it depends a little bit on the family. Where I think, like, if you want, like, the two white person anthems, it's Don't Stop Believing by Journey. That's a great song. And Sweet Caroline. <laughs> yeah, and uh, those because Sweet you, Caroline. Because you, you, you sing that. along to them. Yeah. And the music will stop, and then the whole room will go, Sweet Caroline. And just to pull back the curtain real quick on uh, one oh, Patrick oh, Harris's upcoming oh, wedding. Oh, uh, you yeah, want to know what's happening. Do you want to know two of the songs he specifically asked not to be played at his wedding? Sweet Don't Caroline. Stop Believing in Sweet Caroline? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, Patrick, those are my send-off songs. Those are how I end every wedding. <laughs> Seriously, right? Those are the classics. Seriously, but I can always expect to hear... 
baby got back at the wedding. That's like, interesting. I have like, not why this song. This I haven't is, heard that at a wedding before. Yeah, man. Nor have I heard Sweet Home you know, Alabama. I'm gonna reduce my percentages now that I think about it. Baby got back. I don't know if I've I've done it a few times, but I would say maybe like ten to fifteen percent of the weddings I've done. Because hmm. see, I ten feel like- to fifty. 15. 15. Oh, okay. I was about to say. That's a pretty big margin. That's, that's a huge margin. <laughs> no, I, uh, Baby Got Back, I don't know. It's don't, a great song, mind you. I'm not, listen, I like them real thick and juicy. Like, I mean, what do you mean? Sir Mix-a-Lot was really spitting, and it's from Seattle. I so think he's really spitting on that song. I think that might be a little bit of the generational gap here of you being older than the two of yes, us. Because absolutely. more, this is going to sound silly. Because uh, I, and this is not for me. I, I full disclosure, I'm not saying this is me i knew that song before this movie people know baby got back in my generation at least some of them more from shrek than they do from the song because in in baby one of the shrek, shrek in one of the shrek movies they start by doing that song and then it changes to something else it's like a little montage of songs and i think a lot of people who grew up watching those movies were like "Ooh, i don't know i mean that's 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 probably right but also you know Nicki minaj sampled it so of course people are going to go back and say what's that coming from? it's a classic like song that. i just wonder yeah. if so it's yeah. a little bit past its time of being a wedding song it, it possibly possibly i'll be honest i haven't been to many 28 30 year old weddings in in a long time yeah. so i'll so i'll be real so the, i don't know exactly what it played what i can say i would never pick if that song you're, wedding. if you're 39 <laughs> and above like i am then more than likely you've heard one or both of those songs at a wedding in i don't know Corvallis or at some like at some like fancy <laughs> golf course, you know, out in like Clackamas or something like that. I just Sweet, sure. Ho- Sweet Home Alabama. That's, that's just, all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good song, I guess. No, Sweet Home Alabama is, a, you know, if you like that sort of thing. Yeah. The movie was OK. I feel like people now play like Country Roads <laughs> more. Oh, uh, West Virginia. You shook me all night long. That's a, that's a classic ACDC that I get requested a lot. Hmm. Do you really? That's kind of like a dirty yeah. song, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Like you're thinking about the lyrics. <laughs> Most definitely. Like I think that's like innuendo filled. Yeah, for sure. No, that's all the you know '80s hair band you know songs at that point. Pour some sugar on me. Really? Oh yeah. Really? You know what I mean? Come on. <laughs> Word. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all the songs. And that's oh, the, what's that's the, the what's you know the what? Aerosmith one? It's like. Uh, <sighs> It's like six inch record or something. Don't want to miss a thing. That was the not that one. Holy that was the cool thing about, and that's kind of the cool thing about like music. Prior to I guess anything now, like it was all in window. Oh, big filled. ten inch record is the Aerosmith song that is uh, filled yeah. with innuendo. Yeah, ah. but, and that was the thing. They were innuendos. They weren't just coming out and saying like. Uh, the R&B songs were like, I want to lay you down, girl, and rub my fingers through your hair and, you know, help you take off your heels. Very suggestive, but not saying what we know they're trying to do, right? She's just had a long day and right. he wants now, to give her a foot rub. Now the music is, come over, pull them panties off immediately. He's like, oh, my God. And that's the <laughs> R&B. And dear, so, dear God. And so, yeah, exactly. And so, like, the music has gotten much more suggestive. Like There's you said, little, like, back uh, then it was all innuendo-filled, you know, <laughs> but now it's like... No, girl, take it off now. Let's do it. like that's the that's the band turn Michael to, to turn the metal there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the band Michael. That's when he went home. Off. That's when he went home. He's like, yep, no more of this. Well, who, I don't like where this is going. Who could forget the the classic innuendo song uh, "Too Close" by Next? 
Man, not, oh, yeah. not saying anything, but we know exactly what I mean, you're but saying. Basically, but saying at it the too. very beginning of the song, he does say <laughs> if you play the song, he's very suggestive about what he's talking about. <laughs> so, but yes, that was the the cool thing about our music is we had to read between the lines. Uh, now there's none of that. It's big, bold, sharpie. And this is what I'm saying. Wop. This text says <laughs> wop. This text <laughs> says American Pie as well as a good white person wedding song. Yeah, I would say so. That song's too long. It's like, isn't that like six and a half, seven minutes long? Well, I mean, that's the DJ's job to cut it. Get the radio edit, Joe. Nah, I'm not. I, I'm someone, not doing if that. someone like, requests that, Joe I'm not playing that song. Just has a playlist on his own. Uses it like a some type at, of at my, at my wedding, I actually had to do that because there was one song I wanted to play, but only the first half of it because then I got into death metal. <laughs> so I was Stop. like, Stop. I was. I did because the first half song. was like was all. It was. It was beautiful. You heard it. You were there. I was there. Um. There was death metal at his wedding. If, if there, if death metal had actually broken out, no, there was no death metal. Actually, I didn't even hear any at the at the reception, so I don't no, think there was no. any death metal played. So had that happened, it would have been great, though. Can I just say that? Uh, it would yes. have been very funny. That would have been great. But uh, no, I just the first like three minutes of the song are a guy and a girl singing to each other, and then it gets metal for like the last two minutes. So I just told the the DJ, I was like, hey, when you hear. Because he just had it on the Spotify. I was like, when you hear like the instrumental solo coming up where it's like starts going fast, I was like, you can fade it. Yeah, you can just cut you it can off. change the song. Yeah, I just want the beginning version. That's all. Uh, all right. Well, welcome into Sports Sunday, every everybody. I didn't realize that's where we were going this morning, but uh, we never do. We <laughs> never have a plan about how we're going to start. We just start talking and whatever sticks. Yeah, so, does. sometimes I have a plan of where I'd like to go. Today was just very open ended, and uh, yeah, we got to wedding music, which was fun. So we got. Plenty of sports for you on the show today. We will have uh, Hate It or Love It or Do You Love or whatever version Joe comes We're up going with to hate today. Hate It or Love It today. Hate It or Ooh, Love It today, yeah. classic. Go back to our roots. Uh, I like we'll how do... we're using West Coast beats, too. Good job, Joe. We'll do that at 1030. Uh, we've got a couple of game sevens today in the NBA playoffs, which Ooh. is exciting. Bucks, Celtics, and Mavs, Suns. So we'll get to that. Did you know that the NBA lottery is on Tuesday? I did. Wow. The Blazers sneaking up. The Blazers find out their draft fate in just a couple of days. <laughs> so we'll get to that as well. Where do you want the Blazers to wind up? What is the most ideal position? Is it actually number one overall? Or are you nervous about the number one overall pick because of the history of the Blazers having the number one overall pick? Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, also, the NFL schedules got released, so there's some interesting notes there. Good opening game, uh, cr- Christmas Day games, which I'm sure the NBA will hate. So we'll get to that as well at some point. You can text us 503-250-1080, and you can find us on the social medias at Mike Lynch 27 at TaylorMade503, at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H, and the station is at 1080 The Fan. But we must begin with our Game 7s. Bucks celtics Maps, suns We'll begin with Bucks celtics That's the first game today, 1230. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Here on your Sunday morning, Mike Rashad and Joe with you. We got some game sevens today, guys. Woo! We got I, some game sevens. Not yet. sure you heard in my update. I was not listening to your update. Game sevens in NBA and NHL. Yeah, there were three game sevens in the NHL yesterday too. I, uh, as much as I love game sevens, I did not watch the games yesterday. I was I was busy, but uh, yeah, there's there's NHL game sevens. This, these are the first game sevens in these NBA playoffs. Are they? Think about it. They first are. round, no. no we didn't have any. First round. Yeah. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, Let's I get it. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, NHL gives us like six in the first round. <laughs> and the NBA <laughs> is like, well, we just made it in the second round. Uh, but the first one is Bucks celtics Starts at 1230. Is that on the fan, Joe? I imagine that's probably on the fan today. Uh, I'll go take a peek real quick. We probably have that. Um, this has been a really wild series. This series has been... I guess you could probably argue the best of the playoffs so far, no? Yeah. Bucks Celtics? Yeah. We had some good first rounders, of course, but we've really had the Giannis Jason Tatum showdown in this series. Both guys are playing at the highest possible level. I've never seen Giannis play this well. And that's scary because Giannis has been MVP and has been dominant since he's been in the league, really, minus his first year. And this is just another level. You can see it in his face. He's got the one. He's got the, this is ours. We need this. We're really good. I'm really good. He plays with that edge. I don't know if we talked about this last week or not, but it was uh, may, may have happened this last week where Marcus Smart tried to help him up. Yeah. We like game, about that, but yeah I heard it was like game four or something. And Giannis just stared at him and then put his head up and ignored him. And like he just has that mindset right now. I mean, the like the killer mindset, right? The Kobe, the LeBron, the elite level Michael Jordan mindset of I'm in the playoffs now. This is mine. Give me, give me. And plus he's defending champ. So, you know, you want to go repeat. 
I'm amazed. I love Giannis. I'm amazed by Giannis. I'm actually starting to see Giannis hate this series. I'm starting to see people start to dislike him a little bit more. I guess I kind of get it because he's playing with that edge that some people don't like. I'm I'm in awe of this guy. Yeah, he is amazing. I don't think it has anything to do with him uh, having that want, you know, and having that dog in him. I think people are it's it's fatigue now. Say what you will. That's that's how people we like people for so long. We we're a big fan of underground. The minute you become mainstream, oh, he they've changed. There's the the music isn't the same. Their older stuff sounded better. That's the same thing with sports. When Giannis was just a good guy who just kind of really, if we're being honest, kind of came out of nowhere and competed for the MVP and stuff like that, we loved Giannis. Yes, what's not the love? Then he won it again with the Defensive Player of the Year award. Then he won a championship after that. Now he's competing for another one. He's probably going to win. I think people are looking at this like, here we go again. Another guy that's just going to come and dominate the league. And as much as we say we like that, I think there's a still a, a, a big pocket of people that I want to see. I want to see the Pelicans win a championship this year, man. I want to see Memphis go on and do it all the way. Well, no, it's not their time. Giannis is the guy right now. Make no mistake about it. He is the NBA. Do you remember, Joe? I don't know if you remember five years ago when people were saying Giannis could never be the face of the NBA because you can't even pronounce his name. <laughs> How's a guy going to be? We can't even pronounce this guy's name. How is he going to be the face of the NBA? Well. Somebody told you different because now he is, without a doubt, the best player in the league. I don't think it's KD. I don't think it'll ever be KD. And honestly, I don't think it's ever been KD. It was LeBron for a long time. It was Steph for uh, for, for a little bit. Then the injuries happened. I think Steph kind of crept back in that conversation. But right now, this is Giannis's NBA. This is now not, that's all true if, unless he loses. Because if he loses today, then everybody, who is it? Everybody turns right at the dude that lo- and looks right at the dude to beat him. You just beat the defending champs. Now what? So Jason. Tatum, well, that doesn't make Jason as, Tatum the best no, no, player no, in the what, NBA. What I'm saying, but what it does is it puts a spotlight on Tatum that probably should have been there for most of the year. What Jason Tatum is doing in the playoffs, outside of like one game where he was trash, what he's doing in the playoffs is brilliant. We forget this kid's like 23. He 20, is 24. 24? Like, he's still growing in the NBA, and he's had nothing but great playoff moments. Well, when, I, he was, I, when he was 19, and remember, he smashed all over LeBron's face in a game that Boston ended up winning in the playoffs, taking, taking LeBron to game seven, like, twice, you know, somewhere around there. Jason Tatum is built for this moment. Last three, last three games, 30, 34, 46, to one, two of those games yeah. in between there. So... I'm looking the four, at this. the 46 was incredible. The 46, he was he hit every single that little sidestep that he has that beautiful. You know what I mean? So Jason Tatum is one of those guys that on that's on his way. And just to think Boston was in a situation earlier this year where they were trying to figure out if they wanted to move on or if they and Tatum was kind of like, "Uh, I don't know if I really want to be here anymore, you know, but here they are and they're taking they're giving everything they can to Milwaukee, but Well, I mean, remember Boston was the 2 seed. Milwaukee is the three seed, so Boston had a better regular season than Milwaukee did. I think a lot of people view Milwaukee as the more, I don't season know, team. playoff-ready team, yeah. I guess, is, is the way you would. Yeah, season's a good word for it. Yeah, Giannis, I just pulled up his game log for what it's worth. Since game two of this series, in game three, he scored 42. Game four, he scored 34. Game five, he scored 40. Game six, he scored 44. I mean, yeah. we're we're seeing... 
a different level of Giannis. And we're seeing significantly more confidence in his shot. He's making way more free throws. He took a big one the other night and knocked him down. Well, yeah, I mean, he's making his threes at a, I mean, at a Giannis clip, but better than you would expect, right? He was two for three uh, in game six. He was two for five in game four or uh, game five. But the free throws, because that was his biggest bugaboo, was like he was like a 50% free throw shooter. He went 14 of 15 from the line in the last game. They lost. He went six of 10, six of 11, nine of 12. He's hitting his free throws. More, I mean, not great, obviously, but better than he used from to. from the free throw line. Like, yeah. that's, that's exactly what you want your superstar to do, especially when you're a guy who's – if Shaquille – could you imagine how much better Shaq would have been if he, could, if he shot 60% from the line? Yeah. Seriously? You know how many more points he would have? Giannis is kind of like the modern-day Shaq, he is he not? He absolutely is. He's, he's a he – I'll say this. He is what Shaq was in Orlando, but more skilled and fit. Yeah. The, the the going downhill like I was I was a kid and I was fifth sixth grade my most impressionable times when the Shaquille O'Neal was really really killing going downhill dribbling the ball he's a much better ball handler than Shaq was but once he gets anywhere inside the key there's nothing you can do there's absolutely nothing you can do about him once he gets the ball and his back is to the rim you're just getting dunked on they don't make guys like Giannis anymore especially. Especially to be that good. <laughs> well, I don't think they've ever made anybody like Giannis before. No, this just, is a, a truly know, unique human being. Yeah, they don't make anybody else like that. You have to. He's he's a Wilt Chamberlain esque figure, like just bigger than everybody. Even the way he does, like some of his quirky layups inside, it looks almost like Chamberlain would have looked, reached around and just kind of dumped the ball in the basket. Like Giannis is a special, special talent that you don't see, and we probably won't see. The last time we've seen a talent like this is LeBron. A physical talent, that's the last time we've seen it. Before that, it was Carl Malone and maybe, and maybe Magic. Outside of that, like, you don't see Jordan wasn't a physical specimen, right? He might have no. been, you know, he might have been, and he got himself in great shape, but most guys in the NBA were 6'6 at that point. Yeah. I think what's interesting about this series, the way I'm looking at it, is I continue to undervalue Boston because when I watch the games, it feels more like, Milwaukee dominance and then Boston like is always just there and I think what that comes down to is depth because Giannis is such a dominant player he's he's obviously controlling most of the offense without Middleton there for Milwaukee um, and Middleton's gonna be out for game seven by the way sadly uh, is you, you kind of get sucked into the vortex of the Bucks, but yet every single possession the, the Celtics are just sticking with it and I think it, it, that shows the depth. A couple games ago, Al Horford had the best game I've ever seen him play in, in the fourth quarter. He scored like 20 points. He got 30 total points in the game. And he dominated, and the yeah. Celtics won. Um, Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown have had their contributions in the game, and they're dealing with an injury to their center, Boston is, who's been in and out of the lineup, Robert Williams, the, the entire series. Um, I, I think there's a little bit more balance in Boston, and I think that's why they've been able to stick with Milwaukee in the series because right now – Milwaukee's basically just Giannis and Drew Holiday. That's basically yeah, what they are. That's, that's it. And mind you, and this is my thing. You got Bobby Portis long, and Pat Connaughton playing big minutes. How long do you expect that to really last? Because right now, Giannis. Well, I'm hoping for, if they win this series, if they win this game, Middleton will be back for the next series, and then that'll actually revitalize the lineup. Giannis has has been in God mode. Yeah, like he's just really bowling over everybody. And this is Game Seven, and Ime Udoka is doing a hell of a job at responding. They lose a game, keep your heads up, let's come back and get another one, have a competitive one, have them go, go down to the wire. Ime Udoka and his staff are 
doing it. I think they're coaching circles uh, around Bud at this point, only because it's Giannis or bust, and we all see that at this point. It's Giannis goes and does his thing, or they don't get very far, and so he has to put on these Herculean-type performances for them to be able to get there. Usually teams that have to do that, um, they – they don't. They don't win in most cases, and that's why Giannis was special because he did win and and having to do uh, those kind of performances on a, on a nightly basis. So if he can do that tonight, if he can't do that tonight, and the rest of his team doesn't pick it up more than Drew Holiday, then I think Boston wins the series going back yeah. home. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I picked Milwaukee, and I, I I'm rooting for Milwaukee. I, I have a hard time rooting for Boston teams, even though we got the Portland connection there. Uh, I just I love Giannis. I think Giannis is so much fun to watch and. I like him more than I ever liked watching LeBron, personally. Ooh, I don't know. Just personally. Okay. I, I, li- I like his personality more, and I think that's helping. I mean, ob- obviously, I liked watching how dominant LeBron was. I just I have a different attachment to, uh, to Giannis than I ever did with LeBron. Wow, that's bold. I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's one's better. No, I'm just no, saying no. I, I feel as, an as, attachment. As far as watching, <laughs> I don't know, man. That, that, that LeBron guy was pretty good for a long time as far as just watching him play. So he was fun. Um, okay, let's uh, let's take a break. We got to get an update in here. The other game seven of the day. We didn't really expect this to go this deep, mm-hmm. but it has five o'clock. Mavs Suns. <laughs> this is Sports Sunday. First, Joe has sports. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s. It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. We got this text. You guys made our morning. Me and my wife were taking a drive. We're 46. And when you mentioned the two songs, those are both the songs we played at our wedding. We feel attacked. Thanks for the laughs. (laughs) No, man, listen, I didn't say it's a bad thing. Like, I mean, here's the thing. Like my lady, see, we mentioned a lot of songs. Yeah. Which was it Rashad's two or my two now? Was, now I'm interested. It, I don't know. It might have been all of them, just to yeah. be honest, because uh, they're going to be uh, played at, at a wedding, you know, for the most part. That's why it's funny that you have to give the DJ very specific um, rules about the wedding. Like, hey, man, 
I swear to God, if you, if, if you play Sweet Home Alabama, no tip for you tonight. <laughs> I'll throw you out right now. Like, I mean, there's certain things that you just, man, there's no, I wish you would play the Backstreet Boys tonight. I, I dare you. I double dare you. I'm throwing you out immediately. Like, so there's certain things you know you definitely won't play and do not play that record. Don't even bring that, bring that record inside the venue. There's another game seven today. It is Mavs versus Suns. Now, the Suns are the top seed. They've had injury issues in the playoffs with Devin Booker in and out. They've currently got Chris Paul issues of, well, sometimes he's not playing well because he doesn't like to play well in the playoffs. And uh, we've got a game seven. As the Mavs have, I'll say, sneakily gotten themselves back into the series. I mean, I know I, it was 2-0, right? Last week it was 2-0 Phoenix, right? Or right, wasn't it at that point? I think, I think we both so. we, we both said yes, it was two zero Phoenix. Yeah, we don't see Dallas as being an equal team to Phoenix. We both said that. Like it was, this is clearly a better team than the Mavs. Then we left the show. I believe that day the Mavs won a game, and I was like, ah, oh, of course. We talk about how good the the Suns are and the Mavs win, and then it happens again, and then it's two two, and then Phoenix comes back with a huge game five, and they look like the Suns that we know. And then they lose again. So here we are in game seven. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. I have no idea what to expect in this game today. N- none at all. Because I think the Suns are worlds better than the Mavericks. Yet it's game seven. So clearly I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about. Because I don't understand how Phoenix has gotten to this point in the series. I don't get it. It does, Based on the way their team is built and how I've seen them play this year, I don't understand how it's gotten to this point. Hey, man. Like, these games have... They haven't been close. Like, none of these games that they've had have been close. It's been really boring. They've been blowouts both ways. So whoever wins, that, that'd be great. That'd just be perfect poetry if tonight they came they came together today and it was uh, a three-point game, you know, to, to, to go to the next round. And how silly would we all look for picking Phoenix and they lose to the Mavericks? I know. Like, and more than that, they're losing to Luka Doncic and, and Jalen Brunson are really the players that are putting it to these guys right now. Luka is... The Mavs are kind of like the Bucks in that you only got a couple of guys you can trust to score. Yeah, and, and Luka is not dominating the way Giannis dominates, but he's dominating in his own <laughs> Luka Doncic yeah. way. He's playing at his pace. <laughs> Luka I'm can not, be really frustrating to watch sometimes. He, he can be, but the he thing is, is... He is you know, so inefficient sometimes. He just... Is chucking up shots. He is. Yeah, he is. You know, he, had, he winds up with 30 points. You know, game. exactly. But, you know, he shot 50% one night and hadn't done that really since what, like game three or something like that or somewhere around there. But yeah, game three that, shot 44, then 36, then 43, then 42. You know, he's from the, the school of, of Kobe and, and some other ones. It's like, man, just get it done. Work, shoot, figure out a way to score, figure out. Like, I remember the game seven Kobe had against Boston the Lakers Boston for the championship in like I want to say 2010 and one of the worst Kobe games as far as scoring the basketball I think he made like four or five shots on the night but everything else came from the free throw line like literally couldn't hit anything not efficient but when it came winning time like you knew what it was and I think that's where Luca is right now it's like you look at his team Trey Burke and you know Dimwitty's good, but you know he's, it's it's up and down sometimes. Frank uh, Neela Keaton, Nick, Nick, however you say his name, 
you know what I mean? Andre Nicotina, you know, is on his name, <laughs> is on his team. So, you know, just got a bunch of guys that are. Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Yeah, Bob are, Dabalina. Are, are okay players, but they're not like guys that are going to turn your franchise around. And Luka is having to carry well, I mean, them much the, the way Giannis is kind of having to carry Milwaukee. And they're getting random good game. Like Dorian Finney-Smith had a really good game from three a couple games ago. Um, I forget the guy's name. The What's his name? I have. Uh, Reggie Bullock had a good game, one of these games. I'm saying, Reggie Bullock. When's the last time you've heard Reggie Bullock's name in the NBA? And he yeah, just happened right. to come through for you and say. Like, I mean, those like teams, he, two games ago, he scored zero points. So it's yeah. it's flashing the and, pan. And a lot of those things, a lot of remember that year, Cam, last year when Cameron Payne, who I just, I, one of my least favorite players in the league. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, his energy, he's, I don't know, something just about Cameron Payne just really bothers me. Cameron Payne? Not, not, uh, or is it from, uh, I think it's Payne, from, from the Suns. You mean Cam Johnson? No, they have another one. Oh, they do? Yeah, they used to do the dances with Westbrook and stuff like that. I think that's his last name. But uh, either way. Yes, Cam, yes, you are right. Yeah, either he way. He played four minutes in a couple games ago. And, so. But last last year, he won a big game for for the Suns in the, in, the play, in the finals just because that energy came through for him one night. But those guys don't really make a great team. Like, you can't count on that every night. And that's unfortunately what I look at when I see Dallas. I still think Phoenix is going to win this game. Um but man, this 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 Luca guy. You look at his numbers, man. Twenty eight, eight, and I don't know how many rebounds he's averaging, but it's probably a lot. You know, probably around nine, nine rebounds. Like this guy's doing everything he 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 should be doing. Inefficient, yes, but I mean, hey, it's it's getting done. And now here we are, game seven. So, I mean, it it feels like the Suns should win this, right? Feels like Am I crazy? It feels like it should have been sweet. Uh, I saw a stat earlier that the home team has won every game this series by an average margin of like 17, 18 points. Yeah, it's Blowout. been tons of blowouts. Blowouts. That's... So <laughs> take that for what you will. It's, uh, I mean, uh, this is going to be kind of cliche sounding, but does this game not come down to the defense? You have two teams who have played pretty good defense. Jason Kidd has the Mavericks. Jason Kidd, remember, coach there, has the Mavericks playing good defense. And we know the Suns. We know they play really good defense. Last game, the Suns only hit six total threes. And in, a, in the current day NBA, that's not really a thing anymore to have less than 10 threes hit in the game, unless you're really struggling. And they really struggled. And Devin Booker missed all of his. So I think you're going to get a, a much more focused offensive performance. Sometimes when you're up 3-2, and we've seen this in, in all sports, you, you, you take your foot off slightly because you have the ability to lose the game. And I, I think we may have seen that with Phoenix in game six when they lost to Dallas. But I, I, I feel like the Suns are just the better team still. And I know I said that last week and they immediately lost two games in a row. And this has been a really strange series. But I cannot envision envision Dallas advancing. I past think I, I, the only reason I could is because the one thing Jason Kidd uh, was great at was being a point guard. And the one thing he's done in their wins is he's figured out a way to really neutralize what Chris Paul is able to do well. Like if Chris Paul's passing the ball and scoring, then you're not going to win. So in the games that they've won, they've decided, man, we got to shut everybody else out from being really being able to score like that. So if he's going to put up 15, 16 points, he can't have nine assists too. Like that's just not the way this is going to work. And the last game he had four, I think another game he ended up having like six or seven. Like, so they're doing a good job of taking, you know, Chris Paul kind of out of the passing game in a lot of ways. And then also making sure things are really difficult for Devin Booker. Six for 17 last game. Get him out of his spots. Make sure he's not comfortable. He's one of the midi guys. He's going to shoot mid-range jumpers all day. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, where do you want to go next? Do you want to do top of the world, Chico? Well, do you want to do a little Sixers chatter here? 
Oh, yeah. A little uh, James Harden, the playmaker, and that's all he is now, and Joel Embiid throwing him under the bus and all that. Let's do that next. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. <laughs> I love when you count me out. 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 Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. This is a whole different conversation to have, Joe. We'll have it later. Yeah, I... I already know Mike's reaction to it. Well, I'm torn. I'm so torn. I mean, it's Kendrick. I'm torn. Yeah, that's what I'll say. I mean, it's- the lyrics are amazing. They always are. They're always amazing. Like, I mean, like, but I just found most of the album to be a little bit boring. Boom. I'm sorry. Like, I'm at the point. Everybody wants bangers these days. I mean, yes. like, it would be good. I've been I would like three to have. Years. I'd I'll, like to have a banger. You waited five years. I would Is like five years. Yeah. It's, damn. I'd like to have a mix. And there was really only one song that I was like, ooh, okay. I could, I could, this is a banger. This is the, the back, second song. You go back and give it another listen. You're going to find like four more in there. I'm going, I mean, I'm, it's, I'm going to listen to it again. It's just, when I listened to Damn, I was like blown away <laughs> immediately. Immediately. <laughs> it was like, there was like eight songs on that album where I was like, ooh, 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 ooh. And they and this, came like one after another. I was like, I oh, know. okay, that's that's dope. And then on this one, you've got like, it's a cool song, but it's like an art piece. The argument one, we cry together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> where the guy, where Kendrick and and the lady are literally having like a, an argument as a couple, and it's it's cool and it, it rhymes well and it's well done. I can't listen to that song again. I felt so uncomfortable. <laughs> it was like I was a fly on the wall for someone's really heated argument. I hated it. No, I mean. Sometimes uncomfortable arguments. Kim, great song. Well, that's what, yeah, Joe Joe brought that up. Yeah, Kim it's was like a great Kim, song. I couldn't I, listen I, to Kim. I love Kim. That's I listened to it once, and I was like, I'm done. Which sounds weird to say that was one of my favorite, favorite. songs on the album, but again, it was the creativity behind it. I was like, damn, I, I would have never have thought to, I, I've been to, saying to this, write a song like that. I've been saying this to people who have asked about it. As an art piece, that's a really cool song. As a song I want to listen to multiple times, it's not. <laughs> well, it's just not uh, in the reddit post for the album someone was like next time you're in a room full or a car full of uh chicks grab the ox card and put we cry together on <laughs> <laughs> and they could just look at you just like what the hell is what are going we on listening here? to what right now is this um okay a little more nba before we get well i guess we, the blazers count as nba but we want to do some blazers and some nfl next hour the sixers unceremoniously dumped from the playoffs in honestly really, really embarrassing fashion because they gave up and they stopped playing. In game six, in the second half, they didn't show up. And there was a really funny joke out there that Daryl Morey and the Sixers literally moved mountains to get James Harden and get rid of Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons didn't shoot in the playoffs just to have James Harden not shoot in the playoffs. James Harden in that last game took two shots in the second half. Two. Here's Joel Embiid on Harden. It's been, uh, obviously, uh, I'm sure, you know, since uh, we got him, everybody expected uh, the Houston James Harden, uh, but that's not who he is anymore. Uh, He's more of a playmaker. Uh, I thought, you know, yeah, at times, you know, could have been – 
as all of us uh, could have been more aggressive, uh, all of us, whether it's Tyrese or Tobias or, you know, guys coming off the bench. When you hear the clip as opposed to reading it, it's not quite as bad. Like, Embiid sounds thoughtful when he's saying it, not like he's bashing Harden. But it's just a really strange situation that Philly finds themselves in. You have one of the best players in the NBA on your team, but yet he has never won. And he can't seem to keep teammates, or at least it's been a run of really bad luck of having teammates who don't seem to care that much. Ben Simmons, of course, didn't care because he didn't play. And James Harden, I know you love Harden, Rashad. I know you've been a big supporter of his in his career. At this point, Harden looks washed. He does. He looks washed. He's not the same player he used to be. He's not as aggressive or as attack-minded as he used to be. Some of it could be because he was forced to be a little bit more of a playmaker when he went to Brooklyn because of the offensive firepower there. He's getting older. He's not in good shape. He doesn't work hard in the offseason. I think he's washed. I think he, I think he, if because of the way he lives his life, I'm not judging the way you do whatever you want. I think that he has hit his wall earlier than people may have expected. I'd love to be proven wrong, but as of right now, the last few years, this has not been the James Harden that Nets or Sixers fans were promised. I, I I agree with with some of what you say. Um, I think really it's it's man two kind of crappy situations. You know the with the, between the Ben Simmons stuff and Ben Simmons, him not shooting uh, was about him being in his head. Like it'd be different if he was still, you know, Ben Simmons completely melted down in mm-hmm. that series. Defensive play, one of the best defensive players in the league was nowhere to be found on the defensive end. Was blowing dunks, wide open dunks. Like Ben Simmons was a was a different he that was a different kind of meltdown that he had at that point. Uh, I, I look at the, I look at James Harden in the situation like man, you clearly have to take a not just a back seat but a but two back seats if we're being honest about going to Brooklyn. Like you, that, your scoring numbers are going to go down anyway, and he was averaging twenty four the year that he left twenty four and a half. Ended up averaging like around a couple points less, but still led the league in assists. I think he's led the league in assists like the past four years somewhere around there because. He's had to, like Embiid said, become more of a playmaker. Those days of James Harden averaging 36 and doing everything he can to when he was, what, 27, 28, or, you know, 26. They're, they're gone. Yeah, those those days are, are pretty much gone. And that's okay. Like, listen to this. But that's that's the thing, though, just before you go dive into that. When the Blazer trade rumors were happening around Harden, it's the and it's the same thing for Sixers fans. Blazer fans, if that had ever happened would have expected Houston James Harden. Oh, no, and that's cool. Sixer fans expected Houston James Harden, and instead you're getting And I think we would have got it closer to James Harden because he wouldn't have to share the ball with two other superstar talents. Like, say what you want to. Like, there's not a lot of dudes in the NBA that can play basketball like Kyrie. Go ahead. I was going to say that maybe just James is having a hard time figuring out what or who he wants to be and has gone to a spot where he is having a hard time choosing his spots. Like you go from Houston where you are the guy, you know, you have the green light, every opportunity where you then go to Brooklyn and you'll have those opportunities, but you not again, as, have to, often. you're, you're going to be the guy that we need you to make some plays, get you're the best passer. The ball. On that team, yeah, exactly. Saying. So then you go to that. Now you're in Philly where 
it's kind of a mix of both where it's like you have the green light, but there's also an MVP on your team that he's going to need his shots and you guys have to. Well, it's a different style of offense, too. Yes, exactly. And also we forget that there is a budding star in Philadelphia and Tyrese Maxey. So James Harden coming in, taking, trying to get 30 a game. You got Tobias Harris on the team, too. Yeah, now I'm stunting the growth of what could be a really big piece of your team. So, again, if Tyrese Maxey was getting a lot more opportunities once Harden got there because now I'm passing the ball around like that. So I don't look at, like, name another another point guard that's averaging 20 and 10. I don't know if there is another guard in the league, shooting or point guard, that's averaging 20 points and 10 assists. And so, like, when people say he's washed, I'm like, man, I think that's unfair because when we look at basketball, we look at just what you can do scoring. And if you're not doing the scoring, then – you're apparently you're not as good. I well, mean, I think, and, I think, and that's what I'm saying. And so I, I'm looking at a guy who's like, clearly, I'm not the star of this team anymore. This is Joel Embiid's team. He is the guy. I've won the MVP already. He's the guy that's trying to get the MVP. It should be Joel he, Embiid's team, right? It is your team. So I'm going to keep feeding you the ball, making sure you get your opportunities. Tyrese Maxey, you're open. Eat. All these other people, when I get my chance, yes. Now, I'm not sure what was going through his head the other night, but I'm looking at a guy for the first time that doesn't want to step on people's toes. And James Harden's always been an, an alpha male in that like, when he was in OKC, he was clearly the third option there. Fine. I'll play defense. I'll be that guy. And everybody, oh, he's the best defender on the team and all that stuff. Got to be his own man. It's like, bro, I'm green light shooting every single time. And for what? 50, 30, 10 years, 25, 25, 27, 29, 29, 30, 36, 34. Like, he, yeah. he he did that as the as James the Harden sole at one point person of the team. James Harden at one point was the top, well, was the best scorer in the league, right? I don't know about top in terms of points, but he was the best pure scorer in the league. I think the thing where where, where I say washed, some of that comes from the level of play compared to the money you're making, as well. James Harden is going to opt into like a forty five million dollars salary this year, correct? Is something ridiculous with his player option. When you pay someone that money, you want a little bit more than what you got, especially in the playoffs from him. And and here's the thing with Harden too, is that his regular season stats are good, but having watched the Sixers in the playoffs this year, Harden was not an impact player. And even his playmaking ability when watching those games didn't come through as overly helpful for Philly it was it it felt like he disappeared more than it felt like he was changing his roles so for how much you pay him and for what you're getting in the playoffs which is obviously the only important thing here you can be great in the regular season until you're dead it's not going to mean anything in terms of how you're viewed once you get to the playoffs uh I, I just I wonder if something happened mentally where he doesn't trust himself anymore and in the playoffs, the pressure gets so high that it just shuts them down. I don't know. Because, I I mean, from watching that series, Rashad and Joe, did you feel differently about Harden than I'm saying here? Like that he wasn't disappearing a lot? Well, I mean. I think he had like one game where I remember yeah, he played really well. He had the one game that I think, uh, I don't know if that was, I don't think that was game six. Game no, five game or game, five, game, game four, five. Where, uh, no, it was a game. 
He had one game where he was just going off. He basically, and it it was one of those opportunities where he had to put the team on his shoulders, so he did. And everybody had just said how he's done, and James Harden is going to do this, and then he came out and put up 30. So we know that he can. We we saw, and we saw clearly that he did it in a big playoff moment, and it's still there. And again, this is where I'm like thinking maybe he's just having a hard time figuring out his spots on this team. He's a, he's, he can be selfish to a fault when he's, when he's chucking up shots. Mm Mm-hmm. But then he can be selfish to a fault when he's trying to, like, be kind of passive and make sure he gets everybody involved and not taking the shot. We saw this isn't a Kobe situation to where, do you remember when he played Phoenix 2007, the terrible year, Smush Parker years, and the second half, I think Kobe shot, like, twice, once or twice. He got the ball and just kept purposely passing, passing out of wide-open shots. That was in protest saying, get these bums out of here. I don't know if that's what's happening here because, again, if James Harden, like, is not getting Maxie the ball, then uh, he's not like Jordan Poole being able to score, like, get his own bucket like that all the time. You know, so you need a point guard to be able to do that. And I think he's done his job. I think really – and mind you, you forget, he only played 20 games in in uh, Philly. 21 games, you know, total in Philly. Like, I mean, for the season, what, what could they do if they got a full season underneath it, though? Just saying. Well, you're going to see it. We're going to see. Because you know Harden's opting in, that's for sure. Although now I'm curious, will he get another max contract after this opt-in? I don't know. I don't know if he will. All right, let's take a break. Hour two coming up next. We got a hate it or love it. We got a little NFL schedule chatter. And we are just two days away from the NBA draft lottery. That's where we'll begin. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. Hey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.